It's the midweek chat, my boy. Yes, sir. Are we recording? Don't say it's recording. Uh, yeah, we recording, bro. Oh, mine don't say live up here in the top left. Is yours? Man, yeah, it does. This staying in the show, too. So okay. my boy turn. If y'all on YouTube, y'all like, what's going on right now? Okay. The boys from Straight Up Tennessee live in full effect. Y'all. Now he got me nervous, though. It is recording. It just popped up 27 seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, it's the midweek chat, man. You know, it's your boy, Ruck. Got my man Turner here. Listen, y'all, today we diving into all things Mizzou. But guess what, man? Tennessee basketball just signed three ball players. I'm trying to tell y'all, this team this year and next year is finna be crazy. Josh Heupel, uh, Alex Golish, Trayvon Flowers, Hendon Hooker, so many more. Have a press had a press conference on Tuesday, y'all. It's finna be a good day. If you ain't tuned in, or if you are tuned in and you know somebody that's not tuned in, go ahead and send them the leak right now. It's straight up Tennessee, baby. Let's get the midweek chat rolling. Yo, what's happening, people, and welcome to Straight Up Tennessee. It's the midweek chat, man. Tennessee, your number five. I don't like saying that, man. I, I know. Your number five Tennessee Volunteers face off against the unranked Missouri Tigers this Saturday at noon. Um, man, let's go ahead and start this episode off like this, bro. We knew that we were going to get to number five, right? A hundred percent, but it just doesn't, it, man, I, there was just, there's so many things that are going to factor into that. However, we knew we would end up at five, but when you look at the teams TCU has played in the top 25, the teams Tennessee has played in the top 25 who are still in the top 25. There is a huge difference there. My boy. I, th I think TCU's highest ranked win was against Kansas state at 19 and they were on their backup quarterback that game, if I'm not mistaken. So, I, I mean, when you look at it, strength of schedule, yes, TCU is the only other only other team in the country with four top 10 or top 25 wins. Um, however, uh, Tennessee is five and four and one against the top five and one. Five Sorry. And one. Yeah, we're, we're five, five and, one. and one against the top 25. You knew they had to do that, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, they had to. I mean, I get it. I really do. <clears throat> uh, I really do believe that Tennessee's hopes and dreams are literally in their hands. And then there's a little bit of a little bit of shakeup that has to happen in that top four. And uh, I think we could see that shakeup happen as early as this week. Oh yeah, man. TCU's got a tough game going into Texas. It's a seven thirty night game. <laughs> I mean, there's number, number 18, right? Texas is uh -huh. 18. Yep. 
And then not only do they have Texas this week, they got Baylor next week at Baylor. You can't sleep on Baylor, even though they're not having the best year. Um, Iowa State after that, right? And then you got Iowa State. Now, Iowa State's a home game for TCU, but they got three games to end the year that are real kind of suspect. And then, you know, one of the two has to lose between Ohio State and Michigan. And so, I mean, there's a lot of things that can shake up in these last yeah. three weeks of the season. Yeah, man. And I just don't know how, I mean, speaking on TCU, I don't know how much longer they can keep up coming from behind like they are every game. Down That's 14, set, down 14, 17 points and coming back every game. I mean, eventually, I mean, I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but your luck might run out after a while. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's going, somebody's <clears throat> going to feast on that opportunity. And, uh, I mean, you look at their wins this year, man. They've they've had some quality wins. You know, they beat a terrible Oklahoma team earlier in the year. I think that was week mm-hmm. four. Uh, but then over the last few weeks, I mean, Kansas State, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and now this week they got Texas. And so, um, I mean, Texas with Quinn Ewers back, I mean, you can say all the analytics, FPI, everything – is picking Texas over TCU right now. And I think it's the factor of that they got to go to Texas at night. Yeah. Nothing nothing plays in their favor. Um CFB graphs has has Texas as a 57.97% to TCU's 42.03. Um I mean, obviously that's as you can almost say that's 60-40. Basically people are picking Texas there. Um, what's the line in that game? Do you know? Mm-mm, not off the top of my head. Um, thinking about that, it's such an interesting game to me as well. The way it's placed, the time, it's like it's like the CFP knows what they're doing, bro. Like the college yeah. football playoff knows exactly what they're doing, and uh, it's all about the drama for them. Like, how can we cause? and create more drama so that people just continue to watch. Yeah. That, I, yeah, and I, I think that's a big one, what you just said. How, what can we do to get people to watch? It's just like the college football playoff, top 25 in my opinion. Putting TCU at four and putting Tennessee at five. People can oh, yeah. come back and watch next week. <laughs> just to see what happens. I mean, here, let, let me ask you this, Turner. Let's say – Let's say TCU ends up winning that game, right? Okay. But let's say they win ugly. Okay. Do they stay if Tennessee has like an absolutely insane win against Missouri? Yeah, I think they do because it because it's an 18-ranked Texas. A win's yeah. a win. I mean, we've seen that. We've seen how far a win can go with C.J. Stroud. Uh, now being the front runner, I mean, he had an awful game, absolutely terrible. Didn't have over a hundred yards in the air or on the ground. But Ohio State won. That's what made him jump, yeah. in my opinion. Now Hendon Hooker didn't play good. Don't get me wrong, but correct. Yeah, we all know that. I mean, CJ Str- Stroud didn't do nothing either. You know, talking about this TCU Texas game one more time. 
ESPN FPI's predictor has Texas a 73 to 27 percent favorite. The line right now is minus seven in Texas's favor, by yeah. the way. Um, dude, I, <laughs> I'm so interested to see this game. I, this is actually one I might tune into, man. I Quinn's mean, back, Quinn's back, right? Quinn Ewers yeah. is back. Oh, right? yeah. Quinn, Quinn Ewers is playing. Uh, they still got. I mean, Robinson's there, Xavier Worthy. They've got plenty of playmakers out there for Texas to uh, win this game. I think the I think it's honestly – it's in Texas's favor, bro. They can either lay an egg or go out there and win this game, you know? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And, I mean, I'm just sitting here looking at Texas's schedule. I mean, their schedule ain't bad, man. No, I mean, they played Alabama in the second game of the season – uh, not only did they play Alabama, they played Oklahoma State, lost by a touchdown. Uh, Kansas State, they won that game last week. See, so, and, I mean. And, and check this out. So, TCU's got to play Iowa State. Texas beat Iowa State by three. Iowa State tough. That's going to be a game, man. I mean, what? I, Iowa State has lost what? They're three and four, but I feel like that's a, that's a that's a suspect number right there. The way they're losing these games is is wild. Yeah, they're just right on the line. I mean, they lost to Kansas State ten to nine. That's crazy. <laughs> they lost. They lost to a seventeen ranked Baylor thirty one twenty four. Man, they lost to Kansas eleven to fourteen. I mean, they, See, that's not a game TCU wants to be in. No, no, no. bro, no, because uh, they're also probably pretty tired of getting. Or I'd be pissed by. I'd be pissed if I was getting beat by three to five <laughs> points every freaking game, especially against a ranked team. Oh my gosh, dude! It 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 would drive me crazy. I don't think I would even be able to like. I wouldn't be able to think straight because I'm like, how are we losing to really good teams the way we're losing? And uh, I honestly think it's just you think of it this way, man. Like we saw it. We saw it firsthand. It's they just got more dudes. Mm -hmm. They got more dudes, man. Um, interested to see what happens this weekend in the CFP playoff race. I think there's a lot of shakeup that can happen. But then also there's some things that it, it could honestly stay the same. If TCU takes care of business, um, who knows what it'll look like. But uh, looking forward to next Tuesday night and just seeing what happens on Saturday and how the committee chooses because you can't tell me that resume doesn't matter, okay? And right. you can't tell me that you anybody watching this, subscriber, if you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Hit subscribe right now. Like, comment, subscribe. Join the channel so you never miss a pod. If you're on Apple, Spotify, thank you for rocking with Straight Up Tennessee. Um, and this is Straight Up Tennessee family, man. But let me say this now. <laughs> if you don't, if we're talking about resume and you don't look at what Tennessee's done, and you don't look at the, the 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 way we lost to Georgia. Yes, the game was different than what the score was, right? 27-13. That's like, ah, uh, they just didn't have a good – they just weren't on. We know mm -hmm. that we were actually dominated. But that's not what they're looking at. And so you cannot tell me that Tennessee isn't one of the best four teams in the country. 
in 2022. Give me TCU right now. We'll go to TCU. I promise you. Yeah, 100%. I mean, so it's just, I, I wish <laughs> that they would also look at things like that, like at an unbiased way, but understand like, y'all, y'all know that we are one of the top four teams. But again, bro, all things will flesh, everything will flesh itself out. Uh, we've got plenty of time. Uh, and I'm glad that we ended up number one the first week. Yeah, I am too. I am too. And no offense to TCU, but Tennessee, SEC football, it's just a different tier, man. It, it really is. is. And I don't know, man. So this is a conference game, correct? Texas correct. is a conference game. That's correct. So is Iowa State. Yep. I mean – I'm looking at the standings. Baylor's a Baylor is also a conference game. Yep. You got T- TCU number one in the conference. Baylor number two. Texas number three. I it's mean, gonna be. It's gonna be the next few weeks, man. <clears throat> are huge games for them. And like I said, it's gonna flesh itself out. I, I'm I'm very interested to see what happens here in the next couple weeks. <clears throat> so okay, what about this one? I know we're talking a lot about TCU, but our fate rests in TCU's hands. <laughs> a little bit. It really does. <laughs> it does. So TCU goes undefeated regular season, okay? Yeah. They lose in the conference championship. They out. You think so? Yep, 100%. I do, I do too. 100%. Man. You want me to tell you why? A team in the Big 12 cannot have a loss like that. No. Like you think you, they, you, who do you think TCU is going to play? Probably Texas. How cra- It's hard to beat a team twice. That's facts. That's facts, man. So, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen, bro? But I'm excited to see kind of what, what shakes up in the next couple weeks. Um, Tennessee's just got to take care of business these next three weeks, starting Saturday with Missouri and then going to South Carolina. I don't care what time we plan, what network we're playing on. Go beat them. Go tear them to pieces and then come on back to uh kneeling east or kneeling west is what we call vanderbilt stadium because it ain't gonna be a lick of black and gold in there promise you that well and i i i think too talking about tennessee football i think i think tennessee football has something to prove even though these last three games are unranked games unranked opponents i think tennessee's got something to prove like, I think – because I'm not saying that people are doubting us, but at the same time, people are doubting us. Like, oh, it's just Tennessee football again. They lost to Georgia, you know, whatever, whatever. And I think I think you got to win these three games, but you got to win them in a fashion that's like, oh, shoot. Like, that they, – they, like, at the, end of the, at the end of the season, the college football playoff needs to be saying – Man, Tennessee just must have had an off game against Georgia. Yep. That's what they're going to be saying, bro. Just look at the rest of the year. Like, you don't have to – you don't have to look at the Georgia game and look at these next three to say what happened. Like, yeah. dude, we just had a bad day. We just had a bad day, and we it did. happened. <clears throat> and going on the press con- – I know – I'm sure we're going to talk about press conferences, but – Yeah, let's dive in. Did you see what Alex Golish said when some, somebody asked him, was like, did, did – do you think uh, Georgia laid out the blueprint of stopping the offense? Yeah, he like responded and he was like, "Huh? Wow! Um, 
interesting question. Like, you know, he's like, I don't, I don't think that it was a blueprint. No, <laughs> but, he was like, they schemed very well, and we schemed very well. They performed, we didn't perform. That's it. I mean, plain and simple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is that simple. And you could see it, bro. We left. I mean, look at the game. We left four scores on the field, man. We left mm -hmm. four of them on the field. How are you going to beat a team like Georgia and do that? You're not. You're not going to. So I agree with you, man. I think looking forward to these next three, it's got to be convincing. Like, let's beat the absolute piss out of these teams and get up out of here, you know? Yeah, all gas, no breaks, baby. All I mean, gas. I, 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 put, I put as much on them as I can. And, I mean, we got to. And everybody's got to show up. I mean, I want to see big game. Brew been quiet since LSU, dog. Yes. I, I, and it's not his fault necessarily. We just got to get him. We got to get him involved. And see, he he's the he's the type of guy. He ain't going. He's not the he's not the receiver that's going to get beat you deep. That's what we got. That's what we got Hyatt and Tillman for. You know, he sure. he's. The, I mean, I think. Honestly, I think that's why he was targeted 11 times during the Georgia yeah. game because he's that receiver that you that 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 Hendon looks for about 15 yards in. Yep, he he, he he's what they would call a possession receiver. Absolutely. You give him the ball with 7 to 10 yards and just let him go do his thing. Mhm. Mm Cuz his 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 rack is crazy as far as yards after catch. His yak is crazy. So yeah. he can get the ball, make a couple moves, be strong with the football, and, and make something happen. And so we got to find ways to get Brute McCoy the football, man, period. And you might you might call me crazy on this coming out of left field. I love Tillman, I love Hyatt, and I love Brew. But I think Ramel Keaton needs to see the field more. Oh no, it's not left hand. No, it's not left field for sure. Ramel I Keaton. I think he has proved that he needs to be on the field, in my opinion. Oh yeah. He needs the football, man. And I mean, it's just little things where he always gives the extra effort. You know, mm -hmm. he 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 lays out for, for passes, he gives his body up. I think it's time. I think it's time for him to to get that shot again. Mm-hmm. I did see talking about the press conferences. I did see, uh, or I did hear they asked Tim Banks. They were like, "So this has been the, you know, two going on two games now, uh, turnage and slaughter at corner. Is that, uh, is that like the, is that your considered starters going in, or what's going on?" He said, "Man, we just feel like those guys have, you know, just settled in, you know, at that position." And he said, "Getting Christian Charles healthy, you know, I'm sure he's going to be in there somewhere in the mix." He said, uh, "Nobody, none of these coaches for sure give a for, give none of these coaches give a for sure answer at the end of no. the day because Tim but, Banks was like, you know, nobody really has a set position at the end of the day. It's all up for grabs, and that's kind of true though. I mean, like he ain't lying. Mm -mm. Um, but also, man, those two are those are the guys that need to be back there. I'm gonna be honest. I think turned." I think Turnage is finally starting to settle in. Yeah. No, he has. I mean, he gave up the one play to Arian Smith man. against Georgia. He was all over him. He was all over him. That's just a great throw and a great catch, man. Uh, 
didn't realize, but they said that the back <laughs> the back of the end zone pass to Rosemary Jack Saint was actually on Danico Slaughter as well. Um, but, but he was I, also in position. But also, man, about I mean, I'm not you know, I talked about it in the Georgia podcast. I cannot stand Stetson Bennett. But the placement of that ball, whether he meant to do it or not, was I know insane on that perfect. play. Nobody perfect. could have caught that ball except that wide receiver. Yep. Yeah, and so uh, I, I I I am very excited about the future of the cornerback room, especially with the guys we got coming in. Um, uh, not only with the guys coming in, but also, I mean, we got guys sitting right now: Jordan Thomas, Christian Harrison, Andre Turrentine. We've got guys back there, man, that are gonna make plays, and um, I'm just excited to see the future of the secondary. Um, I think it's been the the last piece to kind of put this thing fully together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited it, about. I'm excited. You, you, you're kind of talking about these younger guys, man. I'm excited about the future. I don't oh, want to look man. towards the future, but man, I don't want everybody thinking that this is like a one and done year. Like, oh, Tennessee comes out here and kills it this year, and they're going to have a big drop off next year. I don't think that's the case. No, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. And I, I told somebody this today. Oh, I told my boy. Uh, I told my boy uh, Matthew. <laughs> who sits sits beside me uh, at the football games. We were talking back and forth. Uh, if you watching, bro, shout out to you, my dude. Uh, but we was talking back and forth, and we were talking like, bro, people. I think he. I think it, it might have been him. He was saying, you know, I feel like people doubting us or they 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 down on us now. I was like, can you believe that we're doing what we're doing and Hypo don't even have all his dudes yet, like. Wait, Nico, y'all got to remember, Nico on the way. Cam Seldon on the way. Nathan Leacock on the way. Like, we got boys coming. And so, uh, just had a three-star tackle who's actually a four-star four star on the rival site in Vison Lang on yep. the way. We got five. We got four stars sitting on the bench in Masai Reddick, offensive lineman. Like, we, we got dudes. It's just – he, they've got to develop and be ready. And there will be a day where we will have freshmen that make instant impacts. And that's the day that we'll know that we are back to being elite. Absolutely. You know, y'all, that, that just feels so good to say. Like, I, one day we're going to be elite. And it's one day soon. I think it'll be sooner. I mean, it's, it's freaking sooner than everybody thought. Somebody said today that Josh Heupel is about three years ahead. Yeah. I still think I, I don't know how, but I mean I don't know how you I don't know how you want to argue this, but Josh Hopple is coach of the year in my eyes. Not Fast. not 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 just because I'm a Tennessee fan, but just outside looking in, second year and you're eight and one. Come on. <laughs> yeah, bro. And you're taking you took over a depleted roster, <clears throat> bro. Yeah. No, you're number one. How many no. we losing how many did we lose in the transfer portal? Last year, like 30. Oh, man. 34, I think. Yeah. Let that settle for a second. Dude, you know how many – look, I'm going to bring this to the podcast because you and I talk about this a lot. Like, imagine Eric Gray in mm. this offense. Oh, I am I mean, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. My gosh. Eric Gray in this offense? Brody. Ooh-wee. I'm going to hit you with another one talking about – I mean, I know he – I mean, he didn't transfer out. This this dude, I think, would just been a monster in this offense. 
Who's that? Quiz. Who? Who? Oh, Marquez Calloway. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. he would have probably had about he would have probably had already about two thousand yards receiving. <laughs> oh man! They asked Joshua Dobbs last week on SEC Nation during uh, the Tennessee Georgia <clears throat> week. They asked him like Josh. Like, how much fun would you have had in this offense? He, like, lit up. He was like, oh, my gosh, so much fun. I'm like, yeah, Dobbs would have been running for 200 probably in this offense. He'd have been like Daniels from LSU. Oh, yes. <laughs> Only throw it when you have to. Yeah, I mean. Run, bro, just run. And see, Dobbs, I mean, I want to say Dobbs wasn't that fast. He didn't look that fast, but, man, he, he, was he had, moving, like, the – God, his stride—he had—he had—he had, <laughs> two strides. He's ran ten yards. Literally, bro, that mug looked like a gazelle. Man, <laughs> he looked like a gazelle. Hey, y'all, man. At this point in the episode, man, first of all, we want to thank you guys for rocking with Straight Up Tennessee. As always, man, it's Straight Up Tennessee, baby. From the Vols to the Grizzlies, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are actually having an incredible year. We're actually going to be doing a basketball preview show here in the next few weeks. I say preview, but it's really more of a catch up like, hey, what's going on in the world of the Grizzlies and Tennessee basketball, man? We are rocking and rolling. But uh, like I said, man, at this point in the show, we want to thank our sponsors. Um, and we want to tell you how you can be involved, not only by listening to the podcast, but also by rocking some straight up Tennessee gear. Y'all, Tennessee Sporting Goods is a proud sponsor of the Straight Up Tennessee podcast. They're not only a proud sponsor, they are an incredible partner. We love what they are doing in the city of Knoxville and how they are continuing to pursue and change um, really all athletic needs that you may need uh, they are actually our sole provider of all of our merchandise so t-shirts that are on the way hoodies that are on the way hats that are on the way straight up tennessee and tennessee sporting goods have combined we have partnered up and that is um going to be an amazing thing it's going to be an amazing thing words are hard sometimes y'all but uh <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, I just want to tell you guys a little bit about Tennessee Sporting Goods and what they're doing with us here at Straight Up Tennessee. Tennessee Sporting Goods has been serving Knoxville since 1951. And uh, when we say history and we say a staple in the city, that is exactly what they are. Um, anything from sports uniforms to T-shirts um, to uniforms, uh, cheerleading uniform, anything you need, Tennessee Sporting Goods has. Uh, if you don't believe me, give them a call. 865-688-5454. Ask for Taylor. Ask for Jared. Ask for Melody. Um, and they will take great care of you. They are working feverishly on our website. I'm telling y'all, we've been telling you about our merch and our things that are going to be coming out. It is on the way, I promise you. So make sure you stay tuned. Everything on our website is going to be 20% off. If you are shopping at Tennessee Sporting Goods at any moment, just, hey, mention straight up Tennessee. You might get 5, 10, 15, 20% discount. Uh, and all you got to do is mention us. And so it's going to be uh, this partnership is, is huge for us and it's huge for this podcast, but it's also going to be huge for the city of Knoxville. So if you ever need anything from those things, Letterman's jackets, even gosh, man, I'm, I'm missing stuff. They have so much. Just give them a call again at 865-688-5454. Or if you live in Knoxville, stop by their store in the heart of Fountain City. 
at 4817 North Broadway. My boy. Yes, We're going to wrap this one up, man. Like Tennessee basketball. I want to I end this episode talking about Tennessee basketball. Tennessee basketball has a game Sunday at 1 o'clock in Nashville, Tennessee in Bridgestone Arena against the Colorado Buffaloes, a team that uh, Tennessee played last year and kind of struggled in the first half and then kind of took over the game and, and, and made it happen. I'm really interested to see how this team fares against the Buffaloes. Colorado is a big team. Country strong is what I like to call them. Big yeah. team, not fast. Want to slow the game down and to combat Tennessee's guard play. Uh, I'm really interested to see what happens. I'm looking for Julian Phillips, the five-star freshman, to have a huge game. Him and Tyreek Key, I feel like, are the keys to success for this team early in the season. Who is going to be that next guy? You know, you've got yeah. Santiago Vescovi. You've got Zakai Ziegler. You've got Josiah James. You've got Olivier Kamwa. You've got guys – but currently early in the year, it looks like Phillips, Tyreek Key, and Ziggler are going to be kind of the people you're looking to when you're ready to get a basket. Absolutely. I agree. Um, so, again, like I said, Tennessee plays Sunday at 1 o'clock in Nashville against Colorado. But some huge recruiting news in the Tennessee basketball world. We had four signees on Wednesday. J.P. Estrella. Tall, lanky, can stretch the floor, two-level scorer, um, and can really shoot the basketball. Cannot wait to see how he fits into this offense. Um, I think that he's going to be a great stretch wing. Uh, he can he can get you in the post, but he also can take you outside and really shoot your lights out. Um, I'm really excited to see what he does. Uh, one guy that I'm really excited to see is Cameron Carr. Cameron Carr is from the Minneapolis area. And uh, he is another long, lanky guard who can stretch the floor. Three-level scorer, if I may say. I know yeah. that he he's – I think he's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, lanky, man, long. But the brother can shoot. He can take you inside. And he has a nice post-face-up game. I'm really excited to see him. Um, another guy in Cade Phillips, big guy from, from Alabama. My boy, I don't know how we got him out of Alabama, but he loved his visit up here at Tennessee. He signed as well. Excited to see him. I think he will take the place of the hustle that Fulky used to have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this team mm -hmm. needs a guy like that. And right now, uh, that that same dog mentality that Fulky had is actually in a guy that's 5'9", named Zakasi. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it's time to uh, – it's really cool to see the size, man. Like, Tennessee's getting, like, big dudes. Like, we don't do that, you know? No. We definitely got the size, man. It's crazy. And uh, it just keeps coming in Cade Phillips. And then last but not least, man, this is probably the guy that we're most excited about. It's Freddie DeLone from Fayetteville, North Carolina. This guy, man, is a pure point guard. Rick Barnes says it this way, okay? Rick Barnes says it this way about Freddie. He's the definition of a Tennessee guard. He literally said, Freddie is the definition of a Tennessee guard. What that means to me is IQ is on 100. His ball handling and his, his, his smarts on the floor, the way he sees the court, his vision, um, the way that he takes care of the basketball. Um, that was one thing that I felt like Rick Barnes cultivated in Jordan Bone when Bone was here. 
you want you look at bone from his freshman to his junior year his last year was his junior year before he went to the nba i mean anytime he had the ball in his hands i was never worried now when lamonte would get the ball i'd be like oh shoot what lamonte <laughs> finna do <laughs> yeah what monte finna do mm-hmm. but i i mean when rick barnes says he's the definition of a true guard Tennessee point guard I think about Jordan bone I think about I think about just recently I think about Kennedy Chandler Kennedy Chandler did not turn the basketball over he could also play off the ball so you know so you know if Zakai Ziegler came in and ran the point Kennedy would play the two gave him more operations to score the basketball at different levels instead of having to run the offense so this this signing class in 2023 is money and I can't wait can't wait to hear and a Tennessee three. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm with oh, you, bro. 100%. Man. Brody, I like this midweek chat. I like having other sports to talk about, bro. Right. I feel that. I, I, hey, listen, y'all, man. I know we were supposed to have a guest this week. We might have to just push that to next week. Who knows what we're going to do? We're definitely going to get some people on here, especially with basketball season cooking up. Uh, Actually, during the Georgia week last Monday, uh, last Tuesday, we were actually supposed to have Aaron Corm from Stat Chat Sports join us. He will be joining us very soon. Um, Might even be doing an, an every other week type show with us because he is heavy in the basketball numbers. When he his stat stat chat sports and all their all your betting needs and what to do, whether to take the over, whether to take the under, he is going to be your guy a hundred percent when we start talking all things Tennessee basketball. Uh, because he loves the Tennessee Volunteers basketball team. Um and it's gonna be really cool to get him on this show and kind of chop it up with him and just get his thoughts on this year. Uh, as it's well underway. One game under their belt, and now uh, another game to look forward to on Sunday, man. And then baseball on the way, man. I know Turner going to have a bunch of dudes, man, a bunch of people that we can chop it up with during baseball season. Uh, the only thing that I care about when it comes to baseball is we need to just give Tony V as much money <laughs> as we possibly can and never allow him to leave the University of Tennessee. Facts. <laughs> Oh, bro. Okay, I'm gonna say this, and then we're gonna we'll wrap this up, and we'll we'll talk. We do our we do this every every midweek chat. But I gotta say this: me and Turner went to the Kentucky game. Yep, we were at the Kentucky game. We tailgated the whole day. Man, we see two VFLs. I'm walking. We walk in the Circle Park. Ron Slay. I was like, Slay. He said, "What it do, baby." <laughs> <laughs> what it do, baby? I was like, man, Ron Slay. That's the go. And then we're walking to the game. And I'm like, man, this golf cart driving fast. Like at first, I'm like, man, somebody gonna have to stop this golf cart. And it was Tony V in the Tony back v. of it. Yes, sir. But it wasn't just Tony V in the back of it. That boy had on a a leather Air Jordan bomber jacket. He he I wore said, it. <clears throat> he wore it when the baseball team got announced. Yeah, and I was like, that boy was clean. Man, <laughs> I said so, Tony V. I know we gave you some money, like you got some money, but we try and give you more. Don't leave, please stay, please stay. <laughs> you brought the swag back to that squad, my boy. Facts. Turn, man. As we wrap up the midweek chat, everybody like, comment, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast, thank you, thank you for the support, thank you for listening to Straight Up Tennessee. And we are just getting started, man. We got a lot more coming for the rest of 2022. Y'all, like, we literally, there's nine weeks left 
of this. Oh my gosh. Crazy, Not bro. even nine, bro. I think seven weeks. It's, like, a, it's crazy to think about. The year is over, man. And so uh, before we wrap up the midweek chat, Turner, I know on Tuesday you mentioned your score prediction. Anything changing there as we get closer to the one more day episode, boy? No, I'm going to say 52-13. Hmm. I'm going to stick with it. I still like my 51-20. Okay. I, I do. See that. I do. Yeah, I, I see 5120, and that's still a booty whipping. But oh, yeah. I also see the defense playing well, too. So who knows? Tom uh, tomorrow on the one more day, I could have a completely different score, bro. I don't Rex. know. We'll see. But man, y'all, thank you for rocking with Straight Up Tennessee. Remember, like, comment, subscribe. It's the midweek chat, baby. We'll be back tomorrow for the one more day. And then we'll see you back here on Sunday for the next day missouri edition turner any at any last thoughts my dude i'm good man i'm hey. good hey y'all i i just wish like we had a choir to sing it's straight up tennessee baby <laughs> hey but we don't so you just turner you in the show this time <laughs> hey, come on turn come on turn you already know what it is it's straight up tennessee baby Let's get it! <laughs>